When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello and Yo. welcome uh, sli- Slightly sheepish uh, Wolf and Owl, uh, Wolf and Owl. Well, I was about to say this is a bonus, how dare I We didn't do it earlier this week This it's, is like a it's, differently yeah. scheduled episode of the Wolf and Owl Maybe trying it out, basically. It's, what's this going out? Is this going out Friday night, Saturday morning? I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is a, it's totally dependent on JT, the editor. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no pressure, obviously, JT. You do a wonderful job, and you're waiting for us on on Tuesday for the for the podcast that never arrived. Waiting, eagerly. yeah. And uh, listen, let me take full responsibility for that. That was just uh, I was under the cushion. Wow, man. Yeah, you were, and you know what? I think I you were a tired little owl. You were like. Yeah, the most tired that loud I've ever seen. Like you've sort of, there was no hoots in you. No, you just was sort of like, yeah, you'd sort of slipped into your little uh, your just, tree. Do you know what? I just made a joke like you do on like fucking local radio. <laughs> Fuck. Your local radio, I think, is in the maybe one of the hardest jobs. Oh mate, hundred percent. Like generating chat. I mean, I've just described our podcast, but like, ge- like gener- <laughs> but you're, but you, you, you've not, you've not got somebody to bounce off, have you? But you're like, you're, you're just sort of no, no. They're so eager to hear from yeah. anyone. Um, hope you hope you um, hope you're all right out there. It's a hell of a morning out there, and uh, this morning actually, a bit of a weird one. Um, I was uh, just putting a little bit of chocolate spread on my toast. I like to have a bit of chocolate spread on a Wednesday, a little sort of hump day treat, if you will. And um, actually, sort of occurred to me that the chocolate spread actually weirdly requires quite a lot of effort to get it spread across the bread evenly. I sort of uh, uh, sort of. <laughs> First section, fine, 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 having a good time. And then the end, um, I sort of just sort of ran out. And then I went to get a second dip, if you like, in the old chocolate spread. Ended up having too much on that end. So what we're asking people today is, what is the most difficult thing to spread that you still persevere with? Give us a shout. Uh, 8.10.23, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. Um, and then over the moon to hear from anyone like Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> But like literally, like, you know, if you ever want an indication of what it must be like to fucking be Robinson Crusoe, it would be like listening to a local radio person when anyone interesting calls in. Yeah. Have you ever had to do that, you know, when you're promoting a show and you do all the local radio shows? Well, yeah, what going on and, like, doing the, the chats yeah. with the... So, so you do, like, maybe sort of 50th of them in a day. Yeah. You would literally do, like, everywhere from St. Ives up to, like, the top of Scotland, right? Mm. So, what's it called? St. John's Mount? St. John's Mount? You're talking about John and Grace. Yes, it is. St. John's Mount. 
<laughs> Sounds like a fucking nickname a nonce gave himself. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your games teacher? Oh, St. John's Mount. St. John's Mount. It's the guy with a pipe, a pipe and a lot. A pipe and a mat. A pocket full of dreams. Um, yeah, I, I, I find they're, they're interesting things, you know, when you're... Um, You've got to do all those. Yeah. You get the different the different levels of when you've got someone who's been doing it for sort of 10 or 15, 20 years, they've just really got, they're, they're sort of, like I say, they just haven't happy to talk to anyone. And then you get those young bucks who are just happy about everything. Well, they, they that's just can't the thing believe. is, is you've, either got, you've either got people that are sort of like doing it for the sake of doing it and, and you know, they're doing local, local radio because that's what they're going to do until they retire or whatever. Or you get this other, the other people who are like on their way through to like ideally getting onto Radio 1 or some shit like that. Do you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Actually, what we're talking about is I wasn't going to say anything about this but it's actually been grinding my gears oh. recently. You know, it's really pissing me off at the moment. Oh my God. Who? Lily Cole, those fucking, is it Lily Cole's stupid fucking advert she's doing? The actress who played Pamela Anderson. Oh in, boy. Um, is that Lily, is her name Lily Cole? Lily James, Lily Cole. I think it's Lily James. Lily James, yeah, that's it. Yeah, she's pissing you off. Have you not seen those adverts she's doing? No. Um, what are oh, they? God. They are the most annoying adverts in the whole world, honestly. It's so what is it? Talk me through it. They're for Sky Mobile, right? And they're just so, like, I'm a positive guy. I'm full of positive positivity. Leaks from my ass crack from my, to my mouth, right? Leaks like, from your any... ass crack to your mouth. <laughs> you don't <laughs> think about phrasing at all, do you? <laughs> no, I just sort of go with yeah, it go and just hope for the best. But she's just so, like, you were talking about this the other week, that sort of, like, faux giggling. Everything's mm. <laughs> so funny. so quintessentially English. They're just all like, you know, a little girl that gets thrown up in the air and then lands on her feet. The latest one is this little boy who's playing rugby and she gives him a reassuring nod and then he takes on about 40 different kids who are bigger than him. It sounds like a really sort of feel-good advert that you're getting angry about. Yeah, no, it's a feel-good if you're fucking, if you're a smaller kid. Like, it's a whole stereotype that bigger kids are mean and fucking good at sport. Now we're getting to the nub of the issue. That's what really grinds my gears. It's like, oh, you can do it. Right, this little kid, the, the smaller kid's already got fucking, he's brainy, you can tell he's very good in all the classes he's doing, but he's just nervous about playing rugby. It just, like, makes a whole thing about bigger kids that, yeah. I, I, I sort of have a slight problem with, um, there's sort of a snobbishness towards kids who are good at sports. And I, look, I mean, I know there's this jock sentimentality, but, like, you know, people go... Like, like being good at, th- at sport isn't a, is a form of intelligence. It's like physical intelligence. Do you know what I mean? But like, oh, yeah, but yeah. like people sort of kind of demean it a little bit. I always find it annoying when people go on about footballers being stupid. Yeah, it's like if if somebody's crap at sports, you sort of feel sorry for them, and it's a thing. What you know? Who cares about sports? But if somebody's good at sports but not very eloquent, they sort of get the piss taken out of them. I don't really. You know who's like who's got it all? Who? who genuinely has it all? Frank Lampard. He really does. He really he's does. so he's fiercely intelligent, really smart guy, really smart, very sweet to his very core, very lovely mm. man. Got a GCSE in Latin, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing at football, yeah. hard working. Yeah, always, you know, with Frank Lampard, I always just feel like, yeah, he just. I think you walk, you walk a little bit taller and a little bit prouder if you were just in his company. Yeah, I mean, it's a sort of classic Tom Davis here. <laughs> you make a series of quite 
uh, insightful points and then just add something absolutely insane at the end for no apparent reason. <laughs> you know Frank a bit, right? Yeah, because we did play to the whistle together, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm still in touch with him. We, we went out, actually, on a bit of a... It, we, we, Whoa. Just after he... Whoa. <laughs> we went out uh, just after he finished at Chelsea. As a player or manager? As a manager. And, um, oh, wow. Well, you know, is this okay? We went, out for, we went out for dinner and then drinks. And then afterwards, it sort of commented... That's just okay, yeah. That's it cool. sort of felt a bit like a date. Well, just the two of you? Yeah. That's kind of sweet in a way, though. <laughs> no, like, it's two of Britain's greatest minds out Oh, together. my God. <laughs> what were you chatting about? Just life. Well, mainly about football, to be honest with me. That's quite nice in a way, though. That, you know what that means? What? Because for Frank, that's one of the first times for a long time he's probably sort of like had a bit of a knock to his self-esteem. What, going out of May for a night? No. He's just, just sort of looking at me thinking, fucking hell, this is how far my star's fallen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that bad news in the Chelsea job. Things could be worse. <laughs> Looking at you eating a fucking miso fucking aubergine. Yeah. Just like you'd won the fucking pools. Yeah. Just you know, like that. Take a miso aubergine, Frank. And the yeah, reason yeah. the reason that Ranganation works so well, and I feel like sort of managing them <laughs> is a bit like managing a football team, is because um, <laughs> it's Frank Blood, I just think say it, don't spray it. Mate. That's the worst thing is I feel about um about talking to anybody involved in football. And you'll have had this a lot from doing the Red Nap show. Oh, and, and like you did the, and, and doing the podcast, whatever. It's like um, talking to them like you think oh. you know football like they do. Do you know what I mean? Because like... Not just, no, but your other point's completely correct, right? It's not just talking about like, like you know football as well as them, but like anything you've done has meant as oh, much as they've I done know. in football. Yeah, and you know, my worst thing is I try to make others like, exactly what you're saying. I try to make stuff in my life talk like like sound like football yeah nothing's as interesting but you're you're trying to relate you're trying to relate i guess but like i just feel like you know i I, I would like i start talking to frank lampard about arsenal and then i just sort of say something like um i just don't think he sort of makes himself available for the ball enough and then i mean you sort of look at frank you think what the fuck am i talking about like what what am i talking about he must be looking at me going, it's like watching like a, a guinea pig try and understand like formations. It's like, it's like watching a Labrador trying to work out a magic trick. Yeah, it's just like, I just think, you know, he needs to burn up the left wing there and just sort of make that an avenue. Oh, he needs to make that an avenue for attack. He's like, oh, fuck off. Robert. You like literally thinking it's going really well with Frank and you might see him again, him getting in the car and phoning, uh, phoning Jamie and just going, oh my God, you should have heard Romish. Yeah. Trying to fucking tell me that I should have played Tammy Abraham as yeah. a fucking you know, fake knife. Do you know what he said? You know what he said? He needs to. He needs. To, he actually said the words. You need to push him linear. He actually said <laughs> that out loud. No, I think actually the worst thing he said was burn down the left wing. Yeah. I mean, you change by yeah. spring. I, I, I've got to say, I, I don't think there's much worse than. Uh, I've just realised that, like, behind me is my suitcase. Looking absolute. Look at that. What a mess. Anyway, um. Uh, I don't think there's much... I bet there's... If you went in Frank Lampard's... Uh, have you ever been in Jamie's hotel room when you stayed away? Yeah. So, it's so neat, right? I know. I know. He gets everything out. I know. He's in the wardrobe. Unpacks. Like, like, unpacks like he's there to stay for... Beautifully. Yeah. yeah, like he's there forever. Yeah. That's the other thing about a lot of footballers. I don't... Like, I think, like, it's almost like an army culture, isn't it? Like, they, they, they take care of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. I, I'd like to establish. I'd like to get more of that in my life. And but I, the other thing I wouldn't like is sort of the walking around butt naked and like you know slapping each other's dicks and shit like that. I don't think that happens as much now. 
How do you know? I just don't think it does. I think, like, remember back in the day, there was always, like, sort of videos of people that, like, like, if someone won the league, there'd be a video of them all jumping in, like, that big bath that they shared yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah, then. And now that's now it's not. It's a cool picture of them all like together. They're all in the bath. Room. One of them does a shit. It sort of floats at the yeah. top, and everyone runs out. It's a funny prank. <laughs> one of them things. Pranks have gone, haven't they? Like that. Do you reckon? You, there's no pranks. Yeah, you don't hear yeah, those stories it. anymore, do you? And, and, no. and I reckon footballers are absolutely delighted, aren't they? That that's gone. Do you know what I mean? You know who actually I've got a shout out for as oh. well is Jack Grealish. Fuck me, he's he's making the most of winning that league, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. Yeah, but I think good. Yes, yeah, I yeah, think shit yeah. should be celebrated. I'm like, look, man, I think like for so long, you know, people celebrate with a little bit of decorum and it's a little bit. I'm like, no, go for it, Jack. Mm. Like, you know, he never thought he'd win a league. I think, I think and that's from Alex Ferguson used to say that all the time, apparently. You know, maybe I'm making this up, but the attitude was is like, you know, don't take this for granted. Do you know what I mean? It's like you work your ass off and you get yourself to the point where you do that and then you celebrate it when it happens. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Do you know what I mean? It's like... What, Jack Grealish? No, not Jack Grealish. I just mean the idea of celebrating. It's like... I think more people should celebrate shit more often, though. Just in life. In God, like, I think, like, I think life is tough, right? Life is hard, yeah? Life will grind you down and beat you up when it can. But when you get a glimmer of light, right, and something good happens, comes along, you know, oh, the old fingers of fate rest their trembling hand upon your shoulder. It's to turn around, look it in its eye and go, you know, I'm going to enjoy this. Did you celebrate your BAFTA? Yeah. So what did you do? Well, I, I went out that night, partied with uh, my man JDF and the boys from uh, the people that are snuffing, but, you know, boys and Compton. Yeah, we had a proper night of it. And then me and Catherine went to Ibiza for a week afterwards. Really? Well, we were going on holiday anyway. Okay, great. But it looked pretty well, cool. I literally, yeah. we got um, we got the plane the next day and I had no sleep. Mm. Met, uh, do you know how I met Bumps at the airport who's genuinely one of the cool, another fucking shout out, Mike Freeman. Really? Oh my God. Was he out celebrating your BAFTA as well? I, I wish, I wish. He was just lurking around. Was he, he going to Ibiza? No, no, no. He was going somewhere with his, uh, with his children, but he was just, uh, like, I, I lost my shit when he knew, like, I, I was staring at him for ages because I was really hungover. Mm. and uh, he was sort of like, he kept on looking up, and I thought, he, he's either absolutely terrified that this bloke's just staring at him, or he might know who I am. And he came over and shook my hand and said, well done. And I just sort of, yeah, I just was like, oh, man, if you want a beer in Weatherspoons. Oh, why did you do that? Well, yeah, no, yeah, he was he was going to the lounge, but um, <laughs> also I thought probably, I reckon if he didn't know his kids, he might have come for a couple of beers in Weatherspoons. Yeah, I definitely but, think so, yeah. <laughs> I think so. No, I do. I do. I are do. you a Weatherspoons guy when you get to the airport? Do you know what we're doing? What are we doing? Where were we going? I think it might have been for the Sierra Leone. No, Romania. When we did Romania for Misadventures, not that this matters. I mean, who cares? Well, it doesn't matter. But I met with the production team. And, like, we got to the airport at 7 a.m. And I went to the pub. And I did... I, I'm actually, I actually think this is a shameful thing that I did. Got to the pub at, like, 7, had breakfast, and I had a pint with it. Oh, man, I think, like, no, but I think that's good. I don't know, man. I don't know about opening that whole thing of like that, you know, that whole airport. It's different because you're in an airport thing or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I, I, this is what I'm talking about, though. It's a celebration. You go on a Celebration holiday. of what? I'm about to start a week's work. Yeah, but you, you're, you're literally, you're like, you're getting on a plane. Celebrate aviation, mate. Fucking okay. put one on the back and right. say, well, okay. that's a, I can't remember okay. the woman who, like, people who no, came thank, up. No, first. thanks for saying that because now I know how much sort of credibility to give this conversation we're having. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is, right, I think at the moment, right, we are, it's, times are tough, 
times are hard. I get that. But it's a really hard time to live. And I, it's a worrying time to live. And you can isolate yourself in a world of worry. But I think the small little moments yeah. that you can, I'm not saying you have to have a drink because I'm, I'm not drinking at the moment, but I'm saying just inside yourself or just, just, just give yourself enough just to go, oh, well done, I smashed that. Yeah. I'm not saying you've got to go full greenish and fucking hang out with Wayne Lineker and fucking get absolutely smashed for a month. But I'm saying in life, I think it's very easy just to sort of go, like, wait for the next bit of shit to happen. Yeah, I and mate, actually, Tom, do you know Celebrate what? the top of a mountain. Yeah, I to- look, man, I totally agree with you. I actually totally agree with you. I, I think this whole thing of, um, you, you know, you've got to stop and smell the roses sometimes. And, 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 and you know, when you like... Um, People say to you, appreciate what you have, appreciate what you have. And it's very easy to get into a position where you just think, oh, fuck that cliche. I mean, it sounds like something you get on a greetings card. But I do actually think it changes your whole outlook, sort of appreciating what you've got. And if something good happens, just sort of reveling in it for a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not about showing off about it and like whatever. No, no, I, don't, I think showing off is, you know, maybe greenish is walking the line a little bit of. But you, know, but, but, you know, if, if, um, if something cool happens, you know, celebrate it. I do, I do agree with yeah. that. Um, but actually, do you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to Rob Beckett because when um, when we when I won the BAFTA for for Ranganation, I was just a bit like um, I was ready to go home. And Rob said to me, "Look, mate," he goes, "It's a cool thing. Nobody's going to begrudge you. Just, like, just he just said to me, come out, have a few drinks, like enjoy yourself.'" And yeah, it was the right thing to do. Do you know what I mean? And then even and, and look, I'm going to tell you honestly, this is me sort of like going behind the curtain a bit. That I I didn't want to. So Rob took a photo of me, and my eye was closed like the BAFTA. Right, I was battered, and I took a and and then Rob said you should post that photo, and then I just thought I'd be I just thought it was a bit of a dick move to post that photo because. I don't want to get into it too much. You almost sort of sound like you. I just think it's such an arbitrary thing winning an award like that. It's not like the Premier League where you get a certain number of points and then like it's undisputed. It's indisputed. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, but, whoa. no, no, no. Hold on, just say, no, no, listen. I'm not trying. No, look, I'm not trying to undermine the Baftas, right? I'm not trying to. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're not what. What I'm saying is, it's a subjective thing, right? You, you can't. Of course, it is. You, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like you're going. You know, for, I won best entertainment performance or whatever. How can there be a best entertainment performance? If you examine that with any kind of like, oh, no, th- no, no. Is, it doesn't make any sense. Do you no, know no, what no, I mean? No, like, I completely agree with that. I'd say that the BAFTAs on the basis that it's voted for by your peers, you know, and it's the, you know, the one that, if I'm honest with you, that I find, I find the MTA slightly. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I won't get into it. Oh, for the NTAs, yeah. The NTAs is essentially a popularity contest. Yeah, isn't it? it is a bit. Which is well, not a bit. It, which, it is purely you get long listed, yeah. and then they ask, and then no, they don't ask. Actually, I've never been asked to post about the NTAs, but you get. No, long, I have been. But you, yeah. you, you then you, you see all the posts on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, posts on Instagram and Twitter, and, and then you realise it's a real kick in the teeth to realise that not many people like or like your stuff. I know. It's all good when it comes down to a popularity contest. Actually, you're not that popular. But, but like, it's a it's a weird thing because I, I get. Because I, I have a birthday as a kid when no one turns up. Yeah, but I don't know what I, I sort of don't know what I think of what I want from an awards because like when it's like when it's public vote like that, you go well, you're not really. There's no science to that. Do you know what I mean? It's I mean there is a science to that. I'm actually complaining about the sco- a scoring system. That is a scoring system. It's democracy. People vote for it. But the thing is, it's like it's you like you said, it's a populist thing. Then do you know what I mean? And you're not. You're not always rewarding the best things on a quality basis when you do that. Do you know what I mean? But then at the same time, if it's like, 
a committee of like people that are deciding it, and then my issue is, okay, well, that's very arbitrary. But that is what awards are, I guess. You can't get away from that. You know I mean? But then it's also like with football, and if, if you're going to look at it in a sense of like the joy that football brings to so many, right? It's, you know, at the end of it, Man City win, right? Man City win the league, which is an amazing thing, right? And that's to be celebrated. It's incredible. But what I think is, what my point is in life, I guess, is that that's, that's Man City, right? You know, Liverpool finished second. That's Liverpool, an amazingly massive club, right? I'm a West Ham fan. To finish seventh, that's fucking great. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. To, to, to finish seventh, for fucking a Brentford fan... Like, where Brentford have come up, everyone, oh, they'll go straight back down. Brentford have had an incredible season. Mm. They've had moments where you go, I'd beat Chelsea. They absolutely hammer Chelsea. They'd beat Arsenal. These are fucking small moments that you go, yeah. that's, that's, that's that moment. And what I'm saying is that the, the final crown and that final trophy, that's incredible. That's an amazing thing. Most people, and like, you know, most fans and most players will never get close to that. But the intrinsic small, tiny little moments... Is, is don't be afraid to go. I'll oh, fucking that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. I think it's a great. I think it's a great lesson. It's a really great lesson. Mate, mate, massive moment for you this week. What are you talking about? I turn up on set to your uh, new show. You drive up in a Ferrari. Okay. Now, um, so the reason I would say it's affected this podcast so far, but the reason that Tom and I are in this sort of weird, sort of reflective mood is because we both feel utterly fucked. Yeah, we because yesterday we had. Well, it was a long day for both of us yesterday, but Tom Davis graced the, the set of Romantic Getaway. And I'm going to say this now. I'm going to say a very, like, uh, sort of slightly self-indulgent, wanky thing. But to have you rock up and be on the show that we're doing, it was one of my favourite days yesterday, man. I'm going to say that now. I loved having you there. Obviously for your... For ha- well, obviously for having you on set was great. Uh, but also what you did in the, in the scenes that you're in was also amazing. Uh, and also, obviously, the other thing that I sort of knew would happen, um, but sort of hadn't sort of fully appreciated the full effects of it, of you turning up and bullying me in front of everyone uh, on the crew. <laughs> it was a bully. Like, like, look, there was a moment where I saw... Like, so I turn up, right? The first thing I see when I turn up is you sl- sliding along the fucking pavement. You've got your little team with you. And then... <laughs> Then you get like I saw you sort of look round for me, and then you jumped in the, this Ferrari. Yeah, for this, Ferrari. but let's be crystal clear because your Instagram didn't make this clear at all. It's for the scene in the show. There's a Ferrari, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. what you did is it intimated that I turned up on set in a Ferrari. <laughs> you were like you got in that Ferrari so many times, like you were in and out of that Ferrari. You sat and had your lunch in it at one point. Shut up. <laughs> It's an amazing thing, isn't it? Like how people lose their shit. I'm not a petrolhead. I'm not, I'm not like a car guy, but people lose their shit in a place like that, right? Oh yeah. So the place we're stuff. filming had like loads of amazing. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. But like people lose their mind. Yeah. Like and, and the guy there couldn't get his head around that I wasn't like in the cars. You know the guy who ran the place. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Have you had a look around?" I went, "No, no, no." He went, "Oh, you treat yourself." And I went, "Well, oh, not really into cars." Yeah. He went, "What?" And I was like, "I'm not really into cars." I mean, there's like, a strong argument that the polite things. <laughs> to have done would have gone yeah I'll have a look around in a bit actually yeah 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 no it's a really great place here but no you've decided to sort of draw your line in the sand there and just sort of go nah nah not for me mate fuck your place and what you do with your no, life no 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 but he was so cocksure he went oh you seen rubbish in the Ferrari I went yeah no no I saw him whizzing around the streets um, <laughs> and, then he, 
he said, uh, yeah, and he was just like, he gave the, it, look, he was a very car sailing kind of, a nice guy, yeah. very fucking, yeah. Very, I bet he's good at five-a-side football and like, he fucking, he can run at the marathon. Yeah. He's like, he had yeah. that vibe about him. Sure. And, he's, and, 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 he's and like, talking to this guy is why you bullied me, is it? <laughs> no, no, look, I enjoy being on set. I enjoy the banter of it. I enjoy like just being there and everything. And let me just say a shout out to your crew, your cast, the great group of people. He was great. We need a young lad. Adam Young. Did a little scene with yeah. Adam Young. Yeah, yeah. Shout him out. He's wicked. Nice young boy. He's very wicked. good. It was it was an enjoyable experience, man. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and sort of like in between takes, sort of like going, like just sort of going, I'll fucking try and get it right this time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the talking to the first first AD and just sort of going, what's going on with him? Oh, what a legend. What, what a good guy. Yeah, Matt Actually, weirdly, what he was he was the first AD on... Murder, uh, wasn't he? Successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good guy. Sweet, sweet soul. Sweet, sweet soul. Go on and pick a little chink in the arm. I thought the um, lunch was very oh, good. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you, uh, so you ordered the Malaysian vegan curry, vegan didn't curry. you? Yeah. 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 So go on, talk was... me through it. What's your problem? I just didn't. I just didn't think it was very nice at all. I, I genuinely. I just thought, like, if I was doing a show for probably one of the world's top vegans, you got me the top five vegans in the world, right? No. Yeah, you are. No. Right. I'm not. I'm not I, I, I can't name them, but I'm not even. I'm. I don't even think I'm one of the top five vegans in the West Sussex area. <laughs> but anyway, go on. Right, but you, if like everyone, if I say I'm rubbish, one of the things they say quickly is vegan, right? Well, that's annoying. <laughs> I mean, how many fucking... That, that, well, people say, why does he do so many TV shows? Because I want people to fucking take vegan out of my description when they're talking about me. No, but I just think that... Make a bit of effort with the vegan curry there. I just found it a little bit... Under-seasoned. Yeah. And vegan food could be amazing. Mm. Like, arguably... And I'm going to go out there and I might get... This might be one of the most sort of out there things I've ever said in my life. Fucking up. This, this, is a, this is a hotly contested category, this, isn't it? Go on. <laughs> vegetables have a better texture and flavour than any meat, right? No, but natural, right? Okay. You are going to get, abs- sorry, a better texture. Better texture okay. and flavour than, I, I think. Okay. Yeah, and flavour. Mm. Like, flavour-wise, right, if I'm, look, if I'm basically putting together two teams to go head-to-head, right? Yeah. And I've gone, okay, what have I got here? Pork, beef, chicken, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll throw in a couple of bits of fish, right? Yeah. But very, like, there's not a Why wide... Why that amuse you so much? Talking about throwing in a couple of bits of fish. <laughs> I'm just thinking... When you said throwing no, a couple no, of bits no, of fish, you're no. so excited with yourself. No, I'm just like... I'm just looking at the dressing room now and just laughing at myself right. just because I've basically got some ground mints in there, I've got a chicken and a bit of pork. Yeah. So, so who's <laughs> and then in I'll throw in the sea bass and the salmon. Who, who's in the vegetable dressing room? Mate, straight away, I'm fucking excited about it. You've got tomatoes, right? Right? And don't say fruit, because that's one of my worst arguments ever. What do you mean that's one of your worst arguments ever? There's no argument. Tomatoes are fruit. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, I think the tomato's been thrown in the fruit bowl. Actually, that's exactly it. It's never been thrown in the fruit bowl, so it shouldn't be a fruit. Whoever came up with that's a fucking idiot. Well, it's just because it's got seeds in it, it's a fruit. Oh, God. Fuck's sake. But then then that doesn't make sense, because a tangerine doesn't have seeds in it. No, no, no. Or candy. Yeah. No, they can do. That's bullshit, what I just said. Anyway, carry on. Right. So you've got the tomato, right? Sweet potato. Yeah. Aubergine. Yeah. Courgette. Yeah. Carrots. Yeah. Broccoli. You're talking, I'm just looking at the moment, cauliflower's fucking there, mate. You okay. do some it's, amazing it's, stuff it, with cauliflower. Yeah. Listen, by the way, I, 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 I know I should I know, be, yeah, but I'm looking there going, wow, fucking hell, this, 
That's a funny feeling in my mouth, and it's absolutely delicious. I, I, I'm fighting your argument here. I Sometimes I think I should be the fucking main vegan. Yeah, but you right? aren't because what you're, you don't believe in what you're saying. That is the truth of it. No, but then I literally go, oh, is that pork? Or... No, I, I've never, right, you, I have sat there and gone, is that pork or chicken? Uh, or is that lamb or beef? Very seldom have I gone, is that cauliflower or an aubergine? Yeah, well, you, I mean, what you're doing is comparing com- two completely. I mean, it's <laughs> if you can tell the difference between cauliflower and aubergine, <laughs> There, no, there are some very serious you. issues going on there. Whereas lamb and beef is like, I'm just saying to you. So, so hold on. Let, so let me get this straight. If you were offered, if yesterday they went, we've got two steaks, Tom. Yeah. We've got we've got cauliflower or ribeye. Yeah. You'd go for the cauliflower, would you? Have you had bang bang cauliflower? Deep yeah, I, I've had bang bang cauliflower. Yeah. My argument's over, friend. Well, no, it's not. Well, it's not over, is it? Because you could have bang bang chicken. Yeah, but bang bang, bang cauliflower is better than bang bang chicken. Okay, well, all right, so, well, all right, fine. I'll say it all day long, okay. all day long. Give it a choice. Like, as well, there was meat options on there I could have had, mm. but I, I kind of thought, right, I am in the temple of the vegan, and actually, if there's one thing that I put the most effort into, it'll be this vegan curry, it'll be banging. Mm. Well, I, I thought it was, uh, it just needed a bit of salt. I think it's a simple fix. No, I, I, I will never ever add salt to my meal ever wow really yeah i used to do it a lot and now i just i just i, I just can't it's a habit isn't it? it just you just start doing it all the time and then i just thought i've got yeah, to stop yeah. doing this man so i stopped <laughs> speaking of stopping yeah. Um, let's uh, let's cast our minds back because it's over a week now. Because and totally my bad. Cast our, our minds back to uh, sort of what you said on the last week's episode, which was yeah. as of Tuesday I will be. I mean, there was a bit of a roller coaster that you said as of Tuesday I'll be an ex sugar eater, and then it later transpired that you just meant you were going to give up sugar for a week before reintroducing it. How's that gone? Yeah. Well, I sort of gave it up for Tuesday, and then I reintroduced it on Wednesday. <laughs> It's very hard, man. It's very hard. It is very hard. So what happened? Like Tuesday was an absolute. So you got. Up. Do you remember what you had on Tuesday? So you got up on Tuesday. I got up on Tuesday. I had some porridge with like water, um, and then <laughs> I, I got we got we got through most of Tuesday and like all of Tuesday really, essentially without any sugar. And then Grace decided not to sleep that night. Um, and then you're just in a position where you're like, well, I've already, like, so I've given up on sleep and now I've given up on the one, one of the only things that actually gives me any sort of like, I can, give, gives me a little kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're struggling, it's hard, and this is like a treat. Yeah. Thing, yeah. So actually, you know what? And if I was sitting on your bed beside you right now, mm. I'd put my arm around you and say, thanks, man. Actually, you got it right on this one. It, it's a, it's a, a ridiculous, it was a ridiculous thought to actually give up. Sugar. Well, what and you could do, a, yeah. what, what you could do is just keep an eye on it, and and, and the fact, and you are keeping an eye on it because obviously you're conscious of it. Uh, I sort of am. I had four penguins yesterday. <laughs> <on set>. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's... I sort of yeah, the, tr- the trouble for me is right. I actually, in a long, in a lot of ways, thought if I can't do something, I think there's no point. I, I, I'm not going to trivialize. Like, if I, I was like, I'm going to try and give up. Shit. A bit like. If I, if I attempted to climb Everest, right, and thought, oh, this is too hard, I'm not then going to celebrate the fact I can climb Snowden. Okay. 
You're not going to celebrate that. I mean, I, I think no. it's a pretty bad analogy, actually. I think the idea that you wouldn't celebrate, but in mind that you just talked about celebrating no, no, little no, moments. No. no, no, but if I've gone, right, I'm going to go, no, if I'm walking around town, I'm walking around the pool and I've left my own town, I'm going, yeah, see you later when I've climbed fucking Everest. And everyone's like, oh, wow, you're supportive of me. And then I, I fail at the first hurdle. I don't even get up to base camp one. And then I basically fly back to Wales and I climb Snowden. And I come back and there's a fucking street gala for me and stuff. And everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you climbed Everest. And I went, oh, I didn't actually uh, manage to climb Everest in the end. I just climbed Snowden. Like, yeah, then we're, you know, probably a couple of champagne corks, but a lot of people will be putting the cupcakes back in the drawer and fucking, there will be an anti-climax, won't there? Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot wrong there with what you said. I mean, <laughs> so, so, so first of all, that you would announce to the town that you're going to climb Everest. Second of all, that none of them would have heard that you didn't climb Everest in the end before you get back. Third of all, that the idea of climbing Snowden isn't an achievement. That was not no, it's an achievement, but it's not the same as Everest. And finally, the idea that people keep cupcakes in a drawer. <laughs> what I'm saying to you, right, is that celebrate moments, but also... Like sometimes when you when you haven't achieved something, go right. I did Be ashamed that didn't of yourself. Look, yeah, is that no, what you're no, saying? No, look at this. So, these the, two messages are so opposite. It's no, incredible. No, no, Just so you know, no. like celebrate the moments. But if, if those moments don't go, then fucking punish yourself. Don't even smile because you're a disappointment. You're a fucking let down. Is that the message? No. What I'm saying, right, is life is a roller coaster, right? <sighs> Celebrate if you finish the roller coaster, but if you can't get on the roller coaster because you're too scared, go on the bubble works. There's nothing like what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. It's too confusing on the sugar analogy. It's because we're tired, guys. I, I, my, I, so yesterday, Tom suffered because of me because we had to start the shoot early yesterday because I had to go to York last night. To I'm in York now. I'm talking from York. Uh, it's nice, man. Did a tour show. York is wow. Roll top bath there. Is that roll top bath in your hotel room? There is, yeah. I, I just can't even... This is the weird thing about having hot... Because the hot tub is like right in the middle of the bedroom, right? Yeah. Is that a hot tub? It's not a hot tub. It's just a bathtub. Yeah, roll top bath. Roll tub, but whatever, yeah. Not whatever. I didn't mean to sound that dismissive. I mean, it's a bath, right? Even though there's no one else in this room, I feel awkward using that bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? I don't know who, who thinks it's cool to have a bath in the middle of a room. I don't know. I mean, the one thing I'd like to think, I'd love to think about you in that bath just peering out the window that it sits by. Actually, it's quite cool because there's a TV by it so, and you can swivel it oh, around. Oh, maybe you sit in there and sort of watch some of your, you know, <laughs> one of your shows or something, Broken Bad or something. Yeah, I might do, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, just while, while, while you're um, there, by the way, because you just leant back there, do you know that you've sounded really echoey in all the podcasts recently? Have I actually sounded echoey? Well... I don't notice it because I don't listen to the podcast, but um, I'm listening to you on this Zoom. But we've had a number of messages saying that because obviously you are yeah. you are sort of doing it from a cavern, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing it from a garage. Yeah. I don't know how to make it sound this echoey. Well, I don't think you can. I think we just this is why we might have to live with this because this is now your permanent location, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not changing this. No. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, it's this or we don't do a podcast essentially because yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I didn't realise that was. Uh, I didn't realise that was your fucking deal breaker. Holy shit, man. No, 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 but I've got nowhere else to do. This is essentially my living quarters yeah, now. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not having a go. I'm just saying this is what a couple of people have commented. But, you know, people, comment, people comment all sorts of stuff. One of the things we talked about is that uh, apparently um, 
on one of the Apple. In fact, let's let's get these up. I want to read some of these. I, 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 uh, just quickly, actually, as well, there wasn't there someone who had a go at us about the sugar thing. Somebody said um, that we let ourselves down. We got an email in to the podcast saying we let ourselves down this week because we were having a go at people that were cutting down sugar. And I, I don't know if that's how it came across. At no point did I even occur to me that I'd be having a go at people that if people want to cut out sugar, that's totally fine. I was scoffing a bit at the idea that Tom was going to be able to cut out sugar, but the idea yeah, of cutting right, out so, sugar... Look, we, there was no scoffing going on. I, I salute anyone who's able to cut out sugar. Salute. And if I ever see you, let me fucking get you a, you a cup of coffee, black coffee. Here we go. Um, great pod, but Rom should take it easier. A really fun podcast, but I find Romish's systemic bullying of Tom a little hard to listen to. Classic teacher. Now, just getting into this... Um, why are you laughing so much? <laughs> I just love you. I loved when you sort of first mentioned that to me. Yeah. And you seen the reviews. Um, so what I just want to say about this is, um, I, I, I look, I, I am uh, not beyond criticism, certainly, uh, mostly from myself, I would say. Uh, but I, I do think that, um, you know, sometimes I can be a bit persnickety about words that you use and stuff like that. And, and I have been guilty of that in the past. The, the, the sort of and, and, and so I do I, I, I agree sometimes I, I can be a bit like on it with regards to that what I would say is the idea that Tom Davis is being bullied on this podcast and that he is without response being got at is, is one of the greatest fucking misrepresentations of what happens on this podcast I can fucking imagine because I have and listen, it's it's done with love, but I have under I have suffered throughout this podcast an ongoing campaign of abuse and undermining of confidence, and just constant digging out by Tom Davis. I don't understand. It's just I just think it might be. I don't know if it's your tone of voice, it's your use of floral language, but for some reason, people cannot seem to register. That you are fucking giving as good as, if not much oh, better than you get. You know, I think it's a worse indictment on me than you. That. No, it isn't. It, it, uh, it is because I think people are going, oh, God, fucking hell. Like, I, look, I, I love it. I love a little bit of back and forth with you. It's like fucking great. It's like two tennis players going at it. I'm fucking John McEnroe, the fucking edgy edgelord smashing fan. Yeah, you're fucking on the other end of the court and you're fucking, I don't know, Pete Sampras or Tim Hedman. And we're fucking we're going head to head. Okay, so let me talk you there. So you see that? You heard that? <laughs> That's this exact what I'm talking about. All of these things just go under the radar. <laughs> no, but I'm like, you're like, fucking hell, how am I going to beat this guy? But then you do, because you've got this sort of fucking, you know, you've got all your people on Hedman Hill going, you can do it. Tim Hedman stroke Ramesh. Yeah. And you know, beat the fucking edge lord. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, by the way, just in, uh, just off the back of that, we get loads of positive... I'm not saying this for propaganda. I'm saying this because I want to thank people. There's been There's loads of... Uh, Positive reviews on there, so thank you for that. But obviously, I'm not going to read those out because why the fuck would you do that? But by the way, we do read those, and they are a great pick me up. Oh, they are 100. percent And like, and like, people yeah. don't just go. You know, some people just go great podcast, but some people say some like really nice things about what they like about the podcast, and we read them, and it's really nice. So thank you. And we read yeah, them, so. and it's really nice. I thank you, Christ. Yeah, let's give a little saying back with some emails, G. Let's do it. Uh, thanks once again to the Swan, who humble Swan. I had a bit of a yes. So, so I, I had a bit of. I don't know if you ever have this. So, so obviously you and I both work away a fair bit, right? Yeah. And 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 I'll say bye to Lisa. 
obviously. Yeah. Yesterday morning, she was in bed when I was leaving because obviously early pickup, and um, yeah. she, but she woke up and um, I actually got a bit like um, <laughs> I like hugged her and say goodbye. I'm almost embarrassed and re- I'm regretting sort of starting to say this. I sort of like um, started to feel like I was going to, I started to get a bit upset about being away in the same way that, do you remember when you used to go away like from your mum and dad's and start to feel homesick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that fit. I, I just sort of felt like a oh, bit, man. and I always miss my family, but every now and again, you know, when you engage with it and it sort of hits you in a way that it gets you oh. right in the feels in a way that sometimes it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Horrible. It, I've, I, mate, I feel exactly, so I've had that thing of like, like this week's been a busy week of like writing meetings, gigging, whatever, and then all of a sudden it's like it got to, like, last night when I got home, and then I literally was, like, coming home from your, you know, which, let me say, by the way, started early, finished early, lovely, but then I had, like, four meetings that took me into the evening, mm. and it's like, I looked, I came in and got, I was, like, wanted a cuddle with Grace, and Catherine was like, I, I, you know, I put, put her to bed, so you know, and it's like, oh, shit, I, I haven't seen her really at all this week, you know what I mean, and it's like, yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard thing. Mm. It's like, that's, that's the, yeah. So, mate, I completely, you know what? It was lovely to see that from you. Oh. I actually just wish that I'd given you more of a hug when I saw you yesterday. You did give me a massive hug. You with the, I know, but the Ferrari thing also. No, no, that was, don't get me wrong. It was a hug in amongst a sort of uh, an online bullying campaign. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. This is from the Ginger Squirrel. <laughs> Dear Rom, Tom and Swan, uh, Anon, please, you sweet, sweet souls. I'm a relative newcomer to the pod and I've listened back for pretty much weeks. I've only just got to the episode where Tom and Catherine have had their sweet, sweet daughter. Congratulations to you both. It made me think back to the time during lockdown with my three young children and my wonderful wife. I honestly think the time we spent together, even amongst the economic uncertainty and doom, is time I will forever treasure. Uh, My bond with my son was particularly uh, prolific. And despite my better judgment, we began playing Fortnite together. At seven, I agonised whether he's too young, but justified to myself that I loved games at his age and it was a cartoon level of violence. Um, we played together every day and it was a great shared experience. A few years later, he's begun to play online with school friends. And when I asked to play, he's too polite to say no, <laughs> but clearly doesn't find the same level of enthusiasm we once shared. How do I get over this disappointment? Now, have you suffered something similar with your kith and kin? Wow. Tommy D, I mean, I, wow. I can't, I find it hard to believe that Grace already has decided that she's sort of grown beyond you. Yeah, well, I don't know, there's times actually, you know, there's genuinely times where I find something that I think is really funny and I like doing, like a sort of silly voice or a face mm. or sort of like just a way of messing about with her. And I think, oh, this is a great thing that she really, she really seems to enjoy. And then like a day later, she's just grown out of it. Mm. You're know, like, yeah, mm. like baking raspberries on her, the bottom of her feet. Yeah. She used to absolutely adore that, oh, piss herself laughing. And now it's like, oh, God, he's doing that again. Yeah. In loser. You know, actually, as well, though, that, that strikes me a bit is that I think back to sort of times of, like, my dad, actually, like, you know, when, when I was younger and, and things like that I used to do with him, like, you know, that we used to play football together, we used to do a lot of that sort of stuff. And actually, I think I think that's actually, it's a, it's actually made me feel a bit, yeah, a bit emotional. I think time just flies past. This is, this is what I'm saying about treasuring moments. It's like, yeah. Because invariably, times change, and we we don't. There's no pause button, and everything progresses, and, and circumstances change. It's an amazing thing that you shared that moment with him, and you know, and and what's going to be the truly amazing moment? And I'm not saying that we live in a wonder years kind of vibe. I, I really hope and pray, and, and I'm going to really, really fucking go in on this one. 
for the day that your boy walks in and goes, yeah, dad, you fancy a game of Fortnite? And that'll just do all the angst and everything will be worth. I mean, it might not happen, but yeah, but if it does. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, this is this is a great question for you. Well, um, I, I would say Ginger Squirrel. Um, I have gone through exactly what you're going through. And uh, so I've I've got three boys, uh, 12, 10 and 7. And each of them, I was talking about this with Tom yesterday, actually. Each of them require different levels of uh, of parenting. So our youngest, he he loves playing video games with me. So every, every single time, anytime I sit down, Dad, can we play video games? Dad, can we play video games? And so I go and I play video games with him. And our, and, and our, our second son, Alex, will occasionally want to play video games, but he's sort of a bit more independent. But what he likes to do is have a chat about the thing he's into. So at the moment, he's really into tech and he wants to be like a coder. So like he'll start telling me about what he's been reading about and stuff like that. And we'll have a chat about that. And he actually enjoys just telling me what he's discovered. So And, and then our eldest son will occasionally, he used to want to play video games with me all the time. He doesn't now. He's the same thing as what you're talking about. He's, he plays with his mates online. But like Tom said, that's every now and again, he'll go to me, Dad, do you want me to destroy you at FIFA? Just It won't happen that often, but every now and again it happens. But we talk about other shit. Like, he's into hip-hop now. And so we'll talk about albums and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll, like, I, I think I talked about a few weeks ago, we played badminton together. You just do different stuff. You just do different stuff. And look, the truth of it is, and my mum said this to me about me and my brother, and it is going to happen. It will happen. It happens to all parents. Your kids move on and get on with their lives. And like Tom said, it, it happens really quickly. But the disappointment and upset is something that only that you're suffering from. I know it sounds bad, but they're not suffering from it. Like, I'll give you an example. When I went away for, uh, to do a travel show a few years ago, one of my kids got really upset about me going away. Like, it was horrible a goodbye at the door. Like, he was crying and really sad. And it was just like, I don't want you to go. I don't want you to go. It's horrible. And then I went. Um, that sounds a bit heartless. But anyway, so I went to, I went to do the show. And then while I was away, I FaceTimed, FaceTimed Lisa, and I said, um, can I speak to him? And she said, oh, he's playing. She shouted out to him, and he goes, I'm just playing a game, maybe a bit later, and he's playing a game with, well, with his mate, right? And part of you could go, oh, my God, that's so gutting. Like, he missed me. Like, he was really upset at the door when I was going, and now he doesn't even want to speak to me. But I was happy because I thought, do you know what? Even though he doesn't want to speak to me now, I know that he's getting on with... Like, you know, he's like, he's cool. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's fine. He's happy. He was a bit upset when I was leaving, but now he's totally all right. And so, look, the truth of it is your, 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 your kid's happy and just wait and, and you'll find a different way to engage with them. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it, it just is how it is. But um, my opinion is you are, you do just, have, as a parent, you do just have to go through those things. Like our eldest son... He, he needs us less and less. I mean, Tom saw it when he when you came round. Like he's barely he's barely there. Like the younger two are like downstairs hanging out, and he's just sort of off doing his thing. But when he does want to hang out, it's amazing. You know, he'll go. Do you want to go to town together, or do you want to just hang out? Do you want to watch TV together? Whatever, all of those things. It's really cool. So. Look, it's kind of inevitable, but um, what you've got to do is not agonise over the things that you used to do, but sort of enjoy the things that you are doing now. You know, it'll, it's, it'll be all good. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for selecting an email that sort of uh, really does, uh, is like a dagger to the heart.
Okay, uh, greetings to the wolf, owl, swan, and cat. This is from the vegan vampire bat. Wow, uh, a rhyme to start off. Uh, my questions concern dreams. To set the scene, I don't really usually remember most of my dreams. However, the other morning, I woke up after having a peculiar dream that did stay with me. I was being interviewed by Asad Ahmed from BBC London. I can't remember what the subject was, but every time he asked a question and I went to answer, my partner chipped in and answered it for me. I woke up feeling peeved, but quickly saw the funny side. So once she awake, awoke, uh, once she was awake, I told my partner. She said that's odd because she'd had a weird dream too. We'd gone to see Romesh do a live show. There was a break halfway through, and when you came back on stage, you were totally naked. And apparently, you had such a lot of pubic hair, <laughs> it completely covered your junk. So my my questions are: Do you remember your dreams? Ever dreamt anything that made it into one of your shows? What do you think dreams are? Windows into alternative realities or just our brains sorting through our experiences? And finally, what the hell does my partner's dream mean? Peace and love, the vegan vampire bat. Tommy D. Well, dreams are, I think, a portal into another world that I think is going on in another realm, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes I think our dreams are just a, I don't know, I think they're like a departure, like little films that just go on that only you can see that go on. And like, yeah, through your mind's eye. Uh, sometimes they're there to warn us. Sometimes they're there to fulfill us. And sometimes they're there to charm us. But I think in itself, I think, do we, should we listen to dreams? Should we bear them any heed? Uh, no, I think they're just great for funny stories just to tell people. I think that how you and your partner, I think it's a beautiful scene that I can see right now in front of me where you're just sitting there just telling each other this shit. Like, yeah, you're eating your ice krispies, uh, which are, you know, some oat milk because you're a vegan. Um, and then like, both of you are spitting them out and you're thinking about Romish's heed of um, uh, pubic hair. Um, I think, yeah, man, I, I love dreams. I think dreams are fun, but you know what's terrifying? Like, I keep having a reoccurring thing where I wake up at like three in the morning and I think Grace is in bed with me mm. and I can't find her in the bed. And it's fucking absolutely oh. terrifying. It's like literally the worst thing. And then she's just fine in her bed. It's absolutely like fucking, and then like your heart's racing. You think she's like somewhere under the covers and you can't find her. Yeah. That's the worst. But yeah, I think, I actually know that people say like, they get bored when listening to people's dreams. I love a conversation with people about people's dreams. I think it's really good insight to know how their mind works. If that's what I'm saying, if you're ever like me, if we're in a situation where we're out for dinner, uh, and this goes out to anyone on here, and you're like, oh, shit, what should you talk about? Say you talk about your favourite drink. Uh, there you go. So they use it as a conversation starter, uh, Vegan Vampire Bat. Um, I, I, I sort of agree with Tom. I, I don't agree with Tom that dreams are a portal into another reality. But um, I, I do I do think... Well, I, I'm pretty sure that dreams are just your brain sorting through what's gone on. Because just so often... First of all, is it true that... Is, I'm pretty sure it's true that if you remember your dream, it's, it means that your sleep wasn't that great, right? Like, like Yeah. A, yeah. Um, but but also the number of times I've had a dream and it's it's based on something that's happened. Like one of the things that I have really badly is um, if I'm doing a sitcom. It seems to happen with a sitcom more than anything else. If I'm doing a sitcom, I, I dream that I'm being filmed everything I, with everything I do, and I sort of half awake thinking there's a crew filming me asleep and stuff like that. That's a recurring dream. Oh, that I, I know it's bad. Yeah, yeah. And then also the other thing I had when I was a kid is I used to have a dream. This is terrifying, actually. And it happened to me. It was a recurring dream. I had a dream that I was, like, stuck in, like, a box. Jeez. And that if I didn't get out of that box, I'd never wake up. Like, I sort of, so I sort of knew that I was dreaming. 
And so I had this like thing of like, I had to smash my way out and wake up. And if I didn't, I would never wake up. And that's the, I had that all the time. It was, hor- it was horrible to go through, actually. I wish you I'd- know, um, talking about dreams as kids, you know, the worst dream I used to have as a kid. Do you remember the old McDonald's adverts and the hamburger? Oh, yeah. I used to dream that. I used to like, have nightmares that I'd wake up and he was at the end of my bed. Oh, no. Just like sort of like licking his fingers and just sort of like, <laughs> just just like fucking up to no good. Yeah. Like terrifying, just sort of like, and then he'd run, like just, we, we, we like had flat roofs all behind our house. Yeah. And he used to just like, like, I'd go, what are you doing? And then he'd just jump out and run run down the flat roofs. Yeah. Um, Lisa, Lisa once had a dream that, um, I, I think a lot of people talk about this, but Lisa had a dream that I had a girlfriend and that I couldn't understand why she had a problem with it. I was just sort of going, yeah, she's coming. And then, Lee, and then Lisa was going, and I was going to you. <laughs> Lisa's going, I was going to you. But, but hold on, I'm your wife, and you're going. What are you being so? What are you being so like out of order about this, Lisa? Just my girlfriend. Just fucking chill out. And, <laughs> and it's so unusual. <laughs> it's literally the most unnew thing in the world. <laughs> and like, and she said she couldn't help it, but she felt like a bit of a antagonism towards me when she woke up just for a little bit. It, it does happen. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, yeah. Catherine's had that. I've had that as well. I've woken up and my self-esteem's been absolutely smashed a bit. Yeah. I've had that every day of my life and it's nothing to do with my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, Vegan Vampire Bat, for a great email. Superstar. So fun, isn't it? Two people criticising uh, local radio for, for being desperate for people to get in touch as we sit and spend half the podcast going through people's emails. Um, okay. <laughs> this is from The Penguin. And it says, Hello, Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat. I'm hoping you can help with our dilemma and even, or even make me feel a bit better about the situation. Our son is four in July. He has a speech delay. And although he loves to play with others, he still doesn't understand when he's allowed to when he is allowed to play with other children. He still doesn't... Okay, I don't understand that. He has lots of friends at nursery, but barely speaks when he's there. However, he talks at home. His speech therapist believes this is mainly related to confidence as he talks in small groups outside the nursery. He's supposed to go to reception in September, but nursery feel like he should do another year with them to build his confidence and independence. I don't know what to do. I'm worried about separating him from his friends and how that will impact him. I'm also worried that he may struggle to cope through school if he goes into reception when he's not ready. He's not able to tell me what he wants to do. I just feel like I'm letting him down either way. Thank you for making me smile. The penguin. Um, I, I, first of all, can I just say, um, the swan, I don't know why you thought that we'd be qualified to, to tackle this problem. I mean, um, however, as, always, as I'm saying that, Tom, a little a little kind of uh, wry smile has uh, spread across Tom Davis's well, face. Do you know what it is, Ron? It's um, as a little, uh, a little man, a little Jew, um, I had quite... Uh, I'd like problems of hearing, um, eyesight problems, and like later in life, I've sort of been, uh, you know, been told that that yeah, I've got ADHD, but I have all these things, right? So you have these parts, and and all of that sort of comes together to sort of culminate and, and make me who like you know the sort of mess that I am right now in a sense. But um, I think the truth when it comes to you, number one, you're not letting him down, like that's completely get that out of your head because 
that you're this worried and you're that you're, you're thinking of every angle and what's best for him is is exactly what parenting is and it's, it's what the best parents do and, and that's that's what you are you know but I guess I guess the thing would be to to listen to to, to what they're saying at his nursery I guess it's hard though because you know I've got all this to come so I, I feel weird as Rom said giving you know any kind of advice but again you know it's it's, it's what we're talking about what we talked about today is like it's small wins all the time and I think when your little man does start to show a bit more confident and and, and start to sort of communicate and chat more he can he can clearly communicate because he's got friends in the first place as you've said so I think I guess you've got to listen to sort of you know, have that conversation with your partner and, and work out what the best way forward yeah I don't know man I, I, I feel like weird I can't I could, I, without any good mind I can't sit here and say I oh, will do this or do that but I have no doubt that whatever you and your partner do will be the, for the best for him because you know you sound like pretty epic people so uh, I wish you well and I wish him well and he will be a G because um, he comes from G's uh, very nice I, so, I sort of uh, I've got to say I agree with Tom on this um, surprise surprise I mean I say that every time but not every time but um uh, I, I, look, the truth of it is, is uh, you can only, this is my opinion, by the way, I, I, I'm operating with no qualifications apart from being a parent myself, but I think that um, you can only, you can only take, make a decision based on the information you've got in front of you. And, and the, 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 the honest truth is, in my opinion, whatever you choose to do, he will be fine. So you're not letting him down either way at all. Whatever you choose, you're not letting him down. You make a considered decision, you do it. If you decide to hold him back, that will be fine. If you put him into reception, that will also be fine. So I think you've got to do what your gut tells you. The fact of the matter is you're thinking about it this much, which suggests that, you know, you care and you've got his best interests at heart. And those are the people that are the best place to make this decision. Not the nursery, not the school. You take their advice, but you do what you think's best and he will be absolutely fine. So... Try, if you can, absolve yourself of this concern about if you make the wrong decision, this is going to be an absolute sort of disaster for him that's going to set him on the wrong path forever. That isn't the case. So do, you know, just do what you think's best and that will be absolutely fine. And uh, well done for, for putting so much consideration into it. But please stop punishing yourself and, and agonising about it. Uh, good luck. Uh, thank you, Penguin. Right, listen. That's that's all we've got time for. A bit of a what? A bit of a more low key one, I think, this week. Yeah, I mean, I think Tardis has played a big. Mm. I've got to say, mm. all of the times. Mm. Let me just try and digress. Let me try and digress and sum this up in a nutshell. Yo, quitting sugar or alcohol, or maybe even quitting salt or not putting on your food anymore. We live in a society where. We're always trying to better ourselves. We're always trying to climb another mountain or seek another peak or transform just a little bit just to make us a more valuable commodity within a society in which we indulge. But the truth of the matter is, every now and again, we should stop. Pull away from looking at selfies or pull away at what new car your favourite singer's got. Have a little look in the mirror. Look what you've become. Look at you are. Many of us have waded through adversity to find ourselves on a beach of not great success, but just a blinding sun that burns down upon us, saying, yo, 
It's okay to be you. Change is good. The ain't always got to change the record to enjoy the song. Remember, you got this, your sweet, sweet self. Uh, what wonderful, wonderful uh, close of the show, Tom. Thank you so much. Yo, you better list out the competition, yeah? Oh, yeah, what are the details of this competition? Oh, by the way, can I just say, I am currently sporting... Looking good. ...a Wolf and Al Burrito Bar T-shirt. Loving it. Thanks for... Uh, looks nice. That, neck, that neckline's nice, all right? Hen looks good. Uh, what is the competition? Actually, we haven't still we haven't still got the information for you, so yeah, it's kind of still... Yeah. We're running we'll a competition for a signed teacher, but we don't know the details of it. Yeah. So you'll have to wait for that. Well, we're going to do another, another podcast, hopefully. This one's going to go out the weekend. We're going to do another one at the weekend. It goes out Wednesday. Maybe back in that bonus. Sweet, sweet bonus. Details will be out then. Yo, high five. Keep that life alive. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.